0: The show that engages with the canon so that you don't have to. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony. And I'm another of your hosts, Sydney. And I am very excited because today we have a very special guest. Indeed. She is a TikTok extraordinaire. Yeah. She is a podcast host. She TikTok, is an ADHD. TikTok royalty. I would yes, suggest. I agree. ADHD educator, sex educator. It is Kate Osborne. Hello hello welcome to the show thank you so much for being on thanks for having
1: me i can't believe that i get to talk about one of my favorite movies in the whole world for like an hour this is like the best day ever yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes uh the one thing i left off is that you oh yeah are the most
2: important the most important for today's actually. discussion
0: yeah you are arguably the internet's foremost expert <laughs> on the mummy
1: i don't know if i'm foremost but i am i am enthusiastic and it is it is People know Today that I'm you enthusiastic are. about we're... the
0: 1999
1: cinematic movie masterpiece, The Mummy.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're pretty into hyperbole on this around here. Yeah, That's good. So, um, no, I said yeah. what
1: I said. It's a masterpiece, and I'll die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to just talk a little bit about how we decided on on the mummy (laughs) yeah how we how we came to this
1: (laughs) yeah well so y'all asked me to be on and i was really excited but i was like i went super nerdy because i have two master's degrees in shakespeare and so i was like oh well i know a lot about like shakespeare movies and i know a lot about just like shakespeare in general and then like offhandedly, i were like okay what are my two favorite movies and i was like galaxy quest and the mummy and i like i honestly that was i didn't even suggest it because i was like there's no way there's no no way they haven't seen yeah. it but here we are yeah. yeah
2: i was we can give like a, a tangential shout out to the film scotland pa because i think that was <laughs> that was a great suggestion on your part because mm-hmm. like the odds that we had seen that are so low but i i have seen it's a um Macbeth adaptation about um fast food chains in yes. uh pennsylvania it's very yeah. good. um starring is there ER. for some reason like, let's I'm happy to plug it here on the off chance that Martini got back end on that film, but I had seen that and I was like and also like it's not embarrassing. It's a good movie, but it's not embarrassing to have not seen it. But it is as soon as you said the mummy, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah.
0: And you were like <laughs> I
2: have not seen it and that is embarrassing.
0: And I hadn't seen it since I think it came out. So <laughs> I was like, Yeah, it's been twenty years. That that yeah, counts. that counts. Yeah. 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 And it was one of those situations where we often try to cover things that we've been actively lying about and we discovered together that sydney had actively lied to me about having watched the mummy like three months ago (laughs) when we watched titanic and i was like hey did you know that billy zane's not in the mummy and you were like oh yeah yeah yeah," because that guy looks exactly like billy zane
2: (laughs) okay so he does in fairness you told me this story and i don't want to say that you're lying because i i i would have lied about i definitely would have lied about seeing the mummy i know that i've lied about that but I don't. Once we were watching it, I was like, "But that man does not look like Billy Zane," and I wouldn't have said that.
1: <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I have a theory. I have a theory. It's because the Mummy and the Phantom often get starring Billy Zane often get like okay. conflated in people's brains, and so mm. I like because it's it was an adventure movie. It was like early like late '90s, or early 2000s. Kind of campy, had like wasn't very popular when it came out, but now it kind of has like a cult following. So I was like, I wonder if you were just thinking of the Phantom, but said the Mummy.
2: Past me, also maybe it was just perhaps seeing eyeliner, guyliner.
0: Oh, maybe, yeah, that's entirely that's all it took to be like both had a guyliner. Yeah,
2: (laughs) but I, I like the Phantom theory too. So okay, so we 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 went away humbled and we watched the Mummy, and we had fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I wasn't like, I, I wasn't like, yeah, this is a movie that I would spend that I would spend 20 years loving and making sure that everyone around me had seen.
0: <laughs> so with that in mind, I, I think it would be helpful, Kate, if you could just talk to us about like what the mummy means to you. Cause I know you love it so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I think that there is a really strong nostalgia factor with mm-hmm. the people who love the mummy and like not even just for, like, The Mummy as a movie specifically, but for, like, Brendan Fraser. Because because yeah, okay. he got so screwed over. And so yes. very recently, like, he's sort of, like, starting to make a comeback. And people are like, no, we love you. Like, we've loved you for so long. And so I think that's part of it. But I <laughs> love The Mummy when I was a kid because I was not the adventuring type. I was not the, like, I was the kid who, like, stayed in the library during recess because I didn't want to, like, go outside and get dirty. Same. And so, like, for <laughs> me, I think, like, one of, like, first off, that movie was absolutely my my bisexual awakening. Like, un, unapologetically. Like, I was, like, 10 when that movie came out. And I was like, what are these feelings? Yeah. But I think that, like, for me, it was about the fact that, like, Evelyn is, like, me. She's like me. She's dorky, and she's awkward, and yeah. she's really into books, and she's really smart. But that movie is, like, one of the first movies that I'd ever seen where it was like, oh, but you can be nerdy and be smart, and sometimes that's the thing that helps the adventure. I remember being, like, really little and watching it, and there was, like, the part where she's like, take that, Penbridge Scholars. And I just remember being like, <laughs> yeah! Like, <laughs> being smart saved the day! yeah. And I always yeah. thought that was, like, a really cool message is, like, you can be an adventure even if you're not, like
2: built (laughs) yeah yeah that's that is true about it that was something that i really liked about it and brendan Fraser was another thing that i really liked about it
0: i will also share that (laughs) i i have a very similar love for rachel vice's character in the mummy because i think when i saw it as a kid you know as like a nine-year-old male identifying person i was like oh i want to be brendan Fraser. look at all of his cool guns uh because i was also like tail end of my like hyper fixation on Arnold Schwarzenegger movies in okay. like 1999. Yeah, there was a lot of hyper masculinity in the small child happening in my house. But now watching it as like a 33 year old non-binary person, I'm like, oh, I'm very comfortable with the fact that I'm Rachel Weiss.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like
0: I, I am just a like library nerd who like, would love to come up with a reason why the fact that I've studied dead languages comes in handy. You know, I feel like if I had watched it in college, I would be like, oh God, I'm the older brother. Just like the sarcastic comic <laughs> relief. Yeah, I think, I think it's just an indication of my development that I'm like, no, I'm Rachel Weiss and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm actually excited about that.
2: Yeah, Anthony has a friend who has a game where you watch things and, and you interpret who who you who you fear you are, who you wish you were. And who you actually and who you are. actually are. <laughs> I definitely fear I'm the brother. Mm-hmm. Wish I'm the horse guy that guards the Oh yeah Temple. Yeah. <laughs> and am Rachel Vice.
0: <laughs> I think I I guess I wish I was Brendan Fraser. I think I am Rachel Weiss. I fear that I'm Jonathan Hyde in this movie. The other Egyptologist who gets unceremoniously devoured.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, should I do mine? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, now, absolutely. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I think I fear this is gonna this is gonna be a weird answer. It's like I fear that I am Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I I (laughs) wish that I was Rachel Weiss, but I feel like I'm absolutely Jonathan, the brother, just flailing around, being bad at adventures, like just kind of along for the ride, like a pithy comment here and there. I was like, oh, that's queer coded all the hell. Like, it's fine. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: He he has his he has his moments for sure. yeah I really forgot about I mean I, I I didn't forget but I haven't been engaging with that that like moment in the 90s where like blockbuster movies were like action slapstick. yeah that was a real time and this was like more action less slapstick but it really like brought back to me that era yeah. of filmmaking the like wild wild West. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's like, like a mask of Zoro. Like
1: very camp like tongue in cheek to it, I think. Which yes, is, yes, it's very
2: campy.
0: Yeah. Which you said that and then I looked at you and I was like, I think this was Thor Ragnarok twenty years before Thor Ragnarok.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, because I was like, we really stopped doing that, and then it was like, No, we didn't. We just kind of changed the dressings on it a little bit
0: yeah well and that was yeah. one of the reasons why i
1: was so excited when um jungle cruise came out because i was like mm. okay okay like we're bringing the mummy back <laughs> like i was like all right we're, we're doing the mummy but also like ironically the mummy franchise is where dwayne the rock johnson got his start like he played oh, the, that's right he played the scorpion king in the second oh. one so the little bit part and then in the third they then they did a separate scorpion king movie and that was one of the first like movie roles that he ever had right and so now right. it's yes. like he is like dominating this like very specific genre that is like mm-hmm. pithy comments action movies in the woods or in the jungle yeah. and I always thought that was like <laughs> yeah. really cool I was like oh my gosh like he's kind of brought it back around and found like, such success with it but it's because of the mummy franchise that's yeah true. and
2: people really like I remember there was it was poorly received for a minute there people were like you can't be a, a real actor if you're a wrestler like yeah. that's never gonna happen and then it's like no he's
1: he also got a lot better like if you watch like the Scorpion sure. King you're like oh he was not very good but like there's some there are some acting lessons that happened in there at some point well but good you know, for him smart. for
2: <laughs> taking his craft seriously but, yeah because he's, yeah. he's really got it now I think yeah, yeah he does so proud and of before him. we dig I would too, vote for that guy
0: before we dig too deep into the mummy I'm just curious do you like the other entries in the franchise.
1: Yes and no. I like okay. after they replaced Rachel Weiss, like I was like, Ugh. "Like you can't, like she's she's part of it. Like she's part of the vibe, yeah. you know what I mean?" And so I like past that point, that. I was not I was not excited about it. But I feel like there is something missing from the franchise. It is unfair that this doesn't exist. But there needs to be a prequel that is the young adventures of Ardith Bay, and
0: I will die on that hill. Oh, yeah. The head of the Magi. Yeah, the
1: head of the Magi. Yep. Because mm-hmm. like it's because okay. first off, they set up this whole thing where there's like the Magi, and I have like mm-hmm. you guys buckle, up. I have so many rants about the mummy. Like, let's let's go. Great. But, like, no, let's, okay. do it. So, let's do it. So it's they set up here. this this convention, right? So they set up the convention where there's like this secret society of the magi who are like dedicated to like keeping things safe. Great cool but then in the later movies they go on to say that the crusades and like that stuff that was like that was like an offshoot of like the magi and so like all of these like like the illuminati like all these like secret societies are like offshoots of the original magi so it's like where is the like secret society cool adventure guild where like artist bay is like young up and coming magi doing like indiana jones shit like where is that where is the series I would watch the shit out of it. And I was like, and honestly, if you wanted to do fan service, you could have him run into young Rick O'Connell. You could have that happen. Yeah, It is totally plausible, especially because he lets him go at the beginning of the first movie. He goes, I'll let him go. Because fan theory, if he knew him from before, if he recognized him as one of the like claimed magi. Then he was like, yeah, let him go into the desert because like all his friends are like, oh, but it's like, no, 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 Ardith Bay knew. Artif Bay knew that Rick O'Connell would make it out and it'd be like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll stop.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. And that also, that no, also tracks was, like, like when, so they, when they fight, when they go hand to hand, when the Magi attack at night, there is a point where Artif Bay and Rick O'Connell go hand to hand and then they just stop fighting. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, then, and then in the second movie, there's a part where they are out, like the house gets attacked and they have a kid in the second one and the kid is the worst character in the movie but rick is like reaching for something and artist is like wait where did you get that tattoo and he's like oh i got it slapped on me in an an orphanage or whatever oh man there's just so much potential there for like artist like i don't know i just think it's like a really good idea (laughs) no
2: i i i think that's absolutely right even though i have no idea about anything that happens in the later movies in this world i even felt a little bit of a like a road not taken when he was like no let him go and then it's the, like the desert will kill two him two years he later and die yeah yeah, yeah we just what happened some time and it's like yeah, something something happened he's been up to something yeah yeah I, and like probably those guys were involved like it's it wasn't just brendan Fraser that was up to something
0: yeah i also was wondering like one how many magi are there because a lot of them die in this movie but there's even more in the second movie
1: yeah well you I, find I, out I, that it's global so uh, like, i think there's okay. like there's the immediate ones that are just kind of like chilling in the desert But then there's, Mm -hmm. like, offshoots. But also, not a lot of people know this. Not a lot of people know about this. There's an animated Mummy series that came out. And it, yeah. like, it only ran for, it ran for, like, a while. Like, it ran, it was on for a minute, but they, they talk a lot more about the, like, Magi and stuff, and, like, their kid winds up, like, getting trained to be, like, the next cool, like, adventure guy or whatever. There's a lot of, like, expanded universe to, like, the Mummy series that if you're, like, just coming to the Mummy for the first time and you're, like, I don't get it. Why do people like this in so much? It's like, oh, because there's, like, a secret <laughs> cartoon series and stuff. Like, it's not just the movies. So
2: yeah, there's extensive (laughs) lore, it
0: like. It rewards deep observation. And there's, like you said, there's a lot of EU. It's like like the pre-Disney Star Wars universe where it's like, hey, do you want to read 35 books? Like, kind of. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, and I, and I like that it's one of those movies where, like, face value, it's, like, a fun popcorn, you don't have to think very hard, like, it's, like, whatever, but then, like, you start, like, looking at it, and I think, like, it's a little bit underappreciated, but, like, there's a lot of, like, I mean, there's a few, you know, problematic aspects and stuff, but, like, the lessons that are, like, in that movie, I think are also really interesting, because it's, like, anybody, except for, like, the quote-unquote good guys, but it's, like, the idea is, like, you don't take you don't take the thing mm-hmm. like you're just there right. to like learn you're just there to appreciate you know and then i feel like the second movie like kind of like messes up the lesson a little bit because they're like ah oh, ha ha surprise we made it out with a bag of gold and we bought this giant mansion
2: it don't i feel like they tease the bag of gold at the aren't isn't they there, do like, a they a tease bag the bag gold of gold
1: at the, at the end they tease the bag of i was of like because i
2: felt a little betrayed by that i was like no no because the whole time it was like aladdin rules it was like anybody who took something was fated to be lost in the caves and it's like
1: they kind of like loophole it a little bit because it's like technically Benny is the one who like pulls out all the gold and Benny gets his comeuppance Benny gets trapped at the end but then like Mm -hmm. they take it but then the second movie sets up that like they they took what they got and they bought this like giant house and they're using it to like finance their research or whatever but then like one of the things they got is like gets them into more trouble so it's like Mm. you could kind of argue that the ultimate message is still like don't but I do agree I always kind of thought that it was like literally riding off into the sunset like maybe it's just the lessons like the the real treasures were the lessons we learned along the way but i feel like (laughs) they needed the bag of gold just to like give benny something to do
0: (laughs) yeah he couldn't just run away well i needed to he needed to get trapped somehow and they for whatever reason didn't want to have the mummy kill him
2: i mean they'd been fattening him up for For plant food, the whole movie. And I feel like there had to be like some kind of final straw. You can't count on an audience to remember that he was shitty like 20 minutes ago. Like you have to break a final rule.
1: Yeah. And like that was always the thing too. is like, because if you watch the very opening of the movie, I've always had a lot of questions about like, why is Benny around? Like, he's a terrible person from the start. It's like he runs away from the fight and he almost gets O'Connell killed and then he shuts the door, like leaving him to his doom. But it's still like, oh, Benny, you better not shut that door. And it's like, no, that's not like Buds being Buds. It's like, there's an army about to murder you. Like, that's a really (laughs) shitty thing to do. Yeah. But I Feel like you're right, it's because it happened at like the beginning of the movie, and so they had to like set up the ending of like, and he's gonna get payback for all those times he was a jerk,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they kept being like, and now we got rid of Benny, and it's like, no, I know that we didn't. We
1: didn't get rid of Benny,
2: Benny (laughs) Benny's just popping up the 90s. Who do you think I am? This is Uncited, the internet's least reliable English lit podcast. I'm Chantel. And I'm Amy. And we're two reformed English majors. And former roommates. We discuss the literary works we read in our undergrad
1: and beyond. Come hang out with us while we chat about the books, plays, short stories, and poems we loved and, uh, loved less. Look up Uncited, an English lit podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, and enjoy this short clip from our episode, Macbeth Curses Theater Kids. Macbeth is then crowned king. The prophecy is fulfilled. He must be happy now. End of play. But no, Macbeth decides to reenact that meme with the kid riding a bike, and then he sticks a stick in between the spokes of the bike, and then he falls down, and he's like, why would other people do this to me? He's both a chronic overthinker and a chronic underthinker. He's thinking harder, not smarter. Yes, exactly.
2: Okay, okay, forgive my ignorance about the mummy, but you okay. said <laughs> a while ago <laughs> that they replace Rachel Vice, and you're saying, like, not they get another woman, they have another person play that same character.
1: Yeah, is is that they keep the character of Evelyn O'Connell, but she yeah, didn't want to come back. I feel like yeah.
2: just kill her and ha- and be like, another plucky woman has come on the scene. She dies
1: a weird qualities. amount. She dies a weird amount of the franchise. She keeps dying and getting brought back to life. But it's like an ongoing thing in The Mummy where it's just like, eh, death is only the beginning. So maybe right, you're right, going to get a right, sequel right. anyway.
2: I know. <laughs> this is making me feel like we really needed. Like, I was like, we watched The Mummy. But like, I don't know. That obviously wasn't enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be fine watching The Mummy Returns. I remember enjoying that, too. Although uh, I do know it has some pretty infamous CGI at the end. Yeah,
2: I I would like to say this for the CGI in this movie. That when we started out with some environmental CGI, and I was worried about it, but then like the sand and the bugs and the like, all the skeleton fighting, like I was that one's that has held up.
0: Yes, it has. I was really impressed by all of that.
2: I had a question. Do you know if those mummies that Brendan Fraser fights a lot of? Do you know if those are real people? In um, it was like it was a mix. Suits? It was there's okay. actually
1: like there's a lot of practical effects in the movie like the at the very beginning when the library books get knocked that was practical they just did that that was like that was which i always think is like that's my favorite part is like they had one take like that is not yeah. a thing yes, you reset no, like, wait,
2: if, kate i have i had such did i or did i not go on a rant about this <laughs> after we watched it i was like they had so much money this movie must have had so much money like they had all the things that i know they had like locations effects dozens and dozens of horses like all kinds of things that they're paying for and yet they were like you know what else we need to spend money on (laughs) knocking over 15 having a continuous shot of 15 (laughs) gigantic bookcases dominoing each other down
1: I'm really Amazing excited for you a- to watch The Mummy, too, for a very specific <laughs> reason now, just so you know.
2: <laughs> just, like, good for them. Good for them that they that they spent all that money, and then they were like, you know what, let's spend a little more. We know this is going to go. Like, we know people are going to want to watch this.
1: The thing that I find to be, like, fr- frankly, I think it's really adorable is, like, they're, like, part of, part of the time the skeletons are CGI. But then part of it, they're just like dudes in like, you know, like sci-fi channel like suits. And right, so it's yes. like there's like parts where like the mummies are like really thin and like scary and see-through. And then and then part of the time, they're just clearly a dude in a costume. And it's just like, there's like shitty mummies and then there's like the scary ones. And I always thought that was really funny.
0: Yeah, old Moon really gets the uh, the Halloween headquarters mummy treatment.
1: <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I remember yeah. even being a kid being, like, that's the best you could do on that. Like, yeah. <laughs> because it looks like a Party City costume. Like, it's just,
2: like, the most, really like, does. she's a mummy. Look. Oh, yeah. It's a mummy. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I was just picturing Brendan Fraser, like, doing all that fight choreography, but with no one there.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Just, like, that's that must be hard to learn.
1: There's also, yeah. um, oh, gosh, the part where the Plague of Locusts comes is one of my mm-hmm. favorites because they use all local, like, people for, like, the CGI. And so if you watch, like, the extras in the background, like, there's no bugs. There's no bugs in the scene. And so some of the extras are going really hard, and they're like, ah! And then there's some extras who are like, I don't, what? There's not, like, there's <laughs> the funniest. Like, if you watch, you could pick, like, different people out in the crowd who are just, like, done with it, and it makes me really happy. That's one of my favorite things to watch. Yeah. Yes,
0: I really love when people go back and point out when extras aren't into whatever they're doing. It's, like, and yes. it's in so many movies like it's in Braveheart you could see people just sort of like fighting with the air in the background just like marking. <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: no I feel like I've been told a lot of times like watch the extras and I'm, d- I'm not I can never remember to do it in the moment. I've just watched it a lot more times than sure. you, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey you're getting stuff out of it every time.
2: When we were when we were deciding on The Mummy uh and I had not yet seen it one of my Questions was aren't aren't there bees? Yes, that
0: was one of your questions. Don't does someone turn into bees? <laughs> does
2: someone turn into bees? And I think I was conflating all the beetle getting eaten by oh beetles, yeah
1: yeah like this and also
2: yeah. the like some of the sand CGI just like sand faces yeah merged in my yeah. mind to become humans are bees. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I remember you said that because I looked it up and the original trailer had the scene of him becoming the swarm of locusts so i'm mm. wondering if like deep deep oh. in your memory you saw the trailer sometime and yeah. remembered that part of it yeah mm-hmm. no
2: that sounds right because there were a lot of there were a lot of faces made out of particles that i thought were really cool but <laughs> i really thought i remembered like a actual face turning into some sort of particle insect yeah. Particle. particle yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and he does release Locusts from his mouth at one point. Yeah. Right? Was
2: that in the movie? Did he let Locusts out? Yeah. Emma? He like he goes or down did to the he courtyard. Just do some screams.
0: Both. Okay.
1: Both. Yeah. There's a lot of like okay. big screams that also happen in that movie
0: yeah the unhinged jaw whoever was like hey maybe his jaw should unhinge like a snake like give that special effects person a raise because that was very effective that was yeah that was good that's
1: also become like a horror movie trope that was like i mean it's not like unhinging your jaw isn't like the most nobody has dibs on it but like in a lot of horror movies now there's like the and the mouth just keeps going and i was like that shit you got that from the mummy man yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: It is fun to see when, when a movie, like we just did E.T. and watching it, there were like seven times where we we're like, oh, that's where that comes that's, from. That's
2: why all movies with kids and supernatural stuff are the way that they are.
0: Yeah, so it's fun to see that with the mummy like, oh, hey, unhinged jaw.
2: I, I think for like, if you're trying to make creepy stuff, it's good to just look at snakes or spiders and look at things that they do and then make that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And we, we watched this with my wife, Ari, who was also excited to watch it. And she kept getting stuck on one specific thing, which was the way that they made the curse of Imhotep isn't technically how you make a mummy. And she was like, I'm sorry, how is he a mummy? And she just like kept saying like every time
2: it came up. I did find that, okay, first of all, We should stop letting Ari watch action movies with us. This is true. Forever. This is
0: true. Um,
2: (laughs) But I also found that a little distracting that they were like, in the beginning, they like threw him in a box with a bunch of beetles and were like, this is mummy torture. And it's like, that is the worst way to make a mummy. Like, that's the beetles are going to eat him up and then he's going to be in a box of his own juices. That's the opposite. You want.
0: Well, that's why we get the best line in the movie, which is "this mummy still looks juicy." Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. that is one of my favorite moments. No, I,
2: I I feel like they they sort of come back for it, but I I did I did also find that a little distracting in the moment. And then they were like they were like these people were were mummified alive, and it's like that's you mean just stabbed a lot? Like that's not possible. <laughs> like like yeah, there's like there's like a time
1: period sort of situation. <laughs> like yeah, that I will not lie I like many people uh had like the Egypt phase when I was in uh, like grade school you know what I mean like you Mm -hmm. have like the Egypt phase sometimes you have like the mythology phase a lot of people had the Titanic phase around the same time so like I remember thinking that too I was really impressed though that they include the canopic jars I always thought that was cool because like you never Mm -hmm. like it's like oh they put their organs in the canopic Mm -hmm. jars and I was like oh like the book (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you know because that's always like what they talk about with like mummies is like the little jars and they're like oh the jars are there it must be a mummy
0: yeah I was curious about something as we were watching it and I know that this happened especially with a lot of action movies especially before like Marvel era is there would be a lot more in the movie that was cut out for time because there is so much lore happening in this movie and so much plot And like you're right they do have the five sacred jars and i thought that it was going to be like really important that there were five people opening up the book of the dead and then there were five jars and each of them would represent one of the organs that he needed to take back and like there was a little bit of that but it wasn't really as clear but at the end of the movie he has the sacred jars so was there like more of a subplot there that was just cut I honestly
1: don't know if there was ever supposed to be like a like a much larger subplot besides the fact that like the Americans come, they each take a jar and then the Americans basically get like hunted down. I feel like the whole point of that is for them to be like cannon fodder. So like Mm -hmm. Rick and Evelyn have like time to like do stuff, you know, because it's like if the mummy's going after the jars, then they've got time to like go talk to like Winston and stuff but I, I don't know if there was ever supposed to be more than that because it's like, I don't know, it's just jars. Like,
2: I was with them on the countdown of like, oh, no, like, the mummy can't get to all five. Like, oh, no, he's got three. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, no, I, I was into know. that. I, I, I followed that. What, what was my other, like, bitchy distraction? Oh, the fact that the mummy steals. <laughs> they make such a big deal about how this one American man can't see, has the worst eyes. Like, his glasses fall off, and he's like, completely helpless like in a straight hallway like he's like which way which way like there's only like one little rectangle of light it's like maybe head towards that buddy and he's like I can't figure it out and then the mummy steals that guy's eyes (laughs) and then it never comes up that the mummy should have the shittiest eyesight. I
1: love you so much right now because i have
2: passionately (laughs) argued
1: that for years i've passionately argued that it's bullshit because i was like oh his eyes just got better like what what is happening
2: why take that guy he could have had anyone's eyes i I also feel like there's like
1: a weird you're kind of right though about feeling like there's like supposed to be like more subplot or something because they go so fucking hard on that dude not being able to see like the first line he has in the movie is yes like, you know i can't see without my glasses and it's just like oh were they given to you by Chekhov? like <laughs> just like what and then it's just like constantly he's always just like clean his glasses and i was like oh no the guy who's talked only about having to wear glasses like his glasses broke and I was like, but I did also like the the sort of like throwback to that classic like uh,
0: like Twilight Zone, like oh no, my glasses. <laughs> there was time now, so I clocked that too, and I actually thought that was why he initially mistook Rachel Vice for a Noxuna Moon, because mm. he couldn't see and it was dark.
1: That's the first I've ever heard anybody say that, but I kind of love that as like fan theory. That's pretty good. I like that. It's <laughs> just, just really blurry.
2: So like, all I, yeah, the movie is
1: predicated on him just being really nearsighted, Like
2: just a really nearsighted <laughs> yeah. movie. They invest a lot of however many minutes in a movie. Like they do spend a lot on how bad those eyes are.
0: It would be very funny if like halfway through the movie he stole someone else's eyes and then just like bounced. It was like, oh sorry, oh, wrong person. my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, no.
1: Well, no, it's yeah. also like, that's one of the reasons why the second movie happens the way that it happens is because I feel like a lot of those sort of like big plot holes of like, they do not look the same. Like they both have mm-hmm. dark hair, but that's about it. And so the second movie is like, oh no, she's the reincarnation of her twin sister who was besties with an oxy the moon. Like, it's just like, okay, so like, I guess maybe then he was like, reminded of like i don't know but i think that that's like one of the reasons why like the second movie goes so hard of like these like weird conceits because it's like we fixed the plot hole and it's like just let the plot hole happen man it's fine
0: yeah like they they explained it away pretty well where they were like well he's our he needs a human sacrifice in order to make the ritual work and he has id'd you for it evelyn And I was like, All right, if he has, that's that's fine. I I will accept that. That's fine.
2: Yeah, but it isn't when he first says it, it doesn't it doesn't sound like that's what he's saying.
0: No, no, it's not. And then also why does he kiss her? And maybe you know the answer to this, Kate, why does he start to deteriorate again when he kisses her? That
2: felt like another little sort of like something to explore for later in terms of like the magic rules.
1: I honestly think it was just because he was, he's, like, he wasn't juicy enough yet. Like, it was, like, stretching a wound. Like, I, like, I don't think mm-hmm. it was, like, a magic thing. I think it was just supposed to be, like, oh, he's not all the way fixed yet. And so it was, like, a got he, like, kissed her too hard and messed up his face.
2: I felt like there was some kind of, like, exchange of life force happening there. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's what they were trying to tell me. But they don't go
0: into it that later than... Yeah, yeah. They,
1: they don't really ever, like, it's just kind of like, oh, he kisses her and it's gross. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's,
0: like... And honestly, that's, again, that's enough for me. Like, it can yeah. just be like, oh, he's a gross 3,000-year-old juicy mommy. Yeah. Right?
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and I don't know. It's, it's still, like, it feels... I feel like it still kind of lives in that like slapsticky world where it's just like ew gross you're getting kissed by a mummy but like arguably a, a very attractive mummy and so it's just yeah. like oh how do we make this like horrifying or whatever and it's like oh his face opens up because he's yeah, not all his... the way unmummied yet or whatever
2: yeah because mm-hmm. his face is falling apart yeah she she gets kissed she gets kissed a couple times in a way that I was like that was yeah! a smelly not that not, yes that was yeah. a smelly kiss <laughs> yeah that was,
1: I like smelly and also like mm, consent like yeah yeah I mean then,
2: I mean the entire 90s what were, uh, what were we doing
1: because <laughs> I I watched it on Friday with a friend who had also never seen it and she was like I want my first time to be with you which is the thing that people say to me about yeah. the mummy which is fun uh. Uh, but she was like oh my god I was like I know I know I know it was 1999 it was you just yeah I know but I always get a little squicked out at that part because I'm just like oh like this could have been so like because the rest of their relationship is so like wholesome and like caring Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like oh why'd you have to open with
2: such a dick move no yeah they try a couple times to make him like it like when we first meet him I was like this is Great, and also I'm so happy to like spend some time with Brendan Fraser. And then when we first meet him again, I feel like they really tried for a second to make him a dick, and I don't know why, like because they wanted to give him some kind of like like redemption tale. But like it doesn't it doesn't last that long. Like pretty soon he's like he's not a dick anymore again. But that I it did it did feel for a second like they were like they were trying to be like these three years have have hardened him.
1: Well, mm-hmm. there's this one part and it's very, like you have to like have watched the scene a lot because I have, there's uh-huh. this one and I have a theory about that. And my theory is that it's if Brendan Fraser is too nice of a person. Like I, I think that they really realized that he just as an actor is like so nice. You know, it's like, how do you play a dick when you're clearly charming and very yes. attractive and whatever. But there's this one part, one of my favorite scenes, is the part where they get drunk and she's like, I am a librarian. But there's a part where she stands up and she stands up and and he goes to catch her and he accidentally touches her butt and he like and he reacts like he and I don't think it was supposed to be like, oh, Rick O'Connell is reacting. It's I sure. think Brendan Fraser was like, oh, no. And so, like, if you watch the scene, there's a very real moment where he tries to, like, catch her a little bit and then he, like, pulls his hand away because he's keeping it respectful. And I always <laughs> thought that was like the nicest moment because it's just like like whether or not it was it was an acting choice or just Brendan Fraser as a human being it's like oh he is like respecting her autonomy he is not trying to grab her butt like he recognizes like in this moment she is like in talk- Like like there's just like this really nice moment to it I always thought that was like really sweet yeah no, I, I
2: was worried i was worried about that scene just because of the 90s i was like i don't know where they're gonna take this but yeah if i guess if your leading man is brendan Fraser, there's that's that's that's, that's all you're gonna get out of him
0: yeah 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 and i also <laughs> like that they've set up the movie so that throughout there is this like building sexual tension between them and it's like established a little bit less than halfway through like oh, they're really into each other. They can't do anything about this for the next hour and a half. They are busy. busy. Yeah,
2: they got a lot going on.
0: Yeah. So by the time they finally do actually smooch at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, thank God. Okay. I found
2: that smooch a little uh, anticlimactic.
0: I wanted a little more from the smooch. Maybe Brendan Fraser is too respectful.
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I, I was okay with the smooch, but I think it's because there's like a part where they also do like a forehead thing and you're like, oh, they like actually care about each other. Like, yeah. it's, like mm-hmm. it's not yeah, just it's like, real. it's like, oh, they like, you know, and which again, I know I keep talking about the second movie, but like the second movie really sets up that it's like, no, we're like together. Like we are partners. Like we are like doing this shit together. And I always thought it was like just like a really healthy relationship that is just like, <laughs> oh, but yeah, that opening kiss. I'm always just like, why did you, can you just, can yeah, you yeah, just yeah, yeah. yes. Can you just ask yeah. first? Yeah, uh. no,
2: but yes, other than that, other than the 10 minutes of the movie where they try to pretend that this guy could ever possibly be anything other than a
0: very an charming, an nice angel guy. Face. Yeah. Char- yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I appreciated that. He seems to have a lot of respect for like what she's bringing to the, to the team. Like, there's yeah. never any, like, are you going to be able to keep up? There's never any, like, like, what are you, well, what are you, I keep saving your life. What are you doing? Like, he, there's, because you get that in action flicks. Yes. But but not this one.
0: No, I like mean, to. if if anyone is the one who keeps, like, stumbling into problems, it's uh, the brother, Jonathan. Yeah. He's the one who they always have to rescue. Yeah, he's yeah. the
2: one who, like, trips at the wrong time.
0: Yeah, like, I know we talked about earlier how great of a character Rachel Vice is, but, like, She's not bumbling in any way, even though she's like not a fighter. She doesn't need to be one because she has other great qualities and she's not like, oopsie, oh no, I sent off the trap again. She
2: sticks that candlestick in the one guy's eye.
0: What is really cool about the character of Jonathan
1: is that he is a subversion of the action movie female. You know what I I'm mean? Sure, of yeah. that like shitty, like Indiana Jones, helpless, like female type situation, you know? They took... Evelyn and Rick and it's like okay so what is like Indiana Jones supposed to be he's supposed to be this like daring big bold adventurer but who also speaks 47 languages and knows everything about everything and can solve the puzzle and and, you know open the book or whatever but it's Mm -hmm. like realistically if you were an adventurer like that's not how that would work is like, there would be different people bringing different stuff to the team. And so what I like is like, instead of giving us like, it like a dorky, like girl character, you know what I mean? They gave us Jonathan who is super queer coded and I will die yeah. on that hill, but this like very like non-traditional comedic lead to like offset this, like this adventurer who's sort of been like, okay, like here's like the Rick side and here's like the Evelyn side. Yeah. And it makes it like a really compelling Relationship because they balance each other out rather than having to like oh no save the damsel in
0: distress it's like go save your gay brother it's because like, yeah he's,
2: getting into mischief. <laughs> he's he's in over his head yeah
0: right no I I agree with that and and I think that yeah
2: that's a, that's a smart observation
0: yeah yeah I really like that and it's fun looking back on it now just like you're right he is super queer coded like he's very. Uh is a feat the right word? <laughs> Urbane. Like yeah, something yeah. about him.
2: Yeah. You don't have to die on that hill today because this you've convinced <laughs> in this,
1: us. In the again, I keep going back to the second movie, but in the second movie there's a scene where they show him with a girl and I remember being really upset. I remember being like, That no. And I was like, Okay, well maybe he's like a bi icon. Like that's that's fine. I will mm-hmm. take that.
2: Maybe But also, like, that was our childhoods as little queer kids, though, is to, like, always think that we had something. And then they'd be like, no, you don't. Like, they'd queer code up and down, be like, this is is the gayest a character could possibly get. And then be like, surprise, they're not really.
1: Yeah. Like, what am I
2: thinking of? Bend it like Beckham. Remember that? Yeah, like, just like anything like that, that was like that was like, we got this for you little baby lesbians. And then it's like, are they actually lesbians? Like when 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 push comes to shove and it's like, no, no, they're not. They still take a boy to the prom, but like they have a buzz cut and like, I don't know, <laughs> play softball, but they still take a boy to the prom. I don't know. So I it, that doesn't it doesn't surprise me that they, they clip their keys to their jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have a nalgene bottle on a carabiner
1: right like what are you doing no but i think you're right like i honestly think like that is that is maybe like a casualty of like 90s queer coding where it's like we wanted it you know we wanted like jonathan we wanted that representation but instead it was like "Mm, no sorry he's like hooking up with movie stars now and you're like what are you yeah
0: yeah i just don't believe it but listen because he's he's like a no coward play character he's just like yes he is yeah, <laughs> He's like, a dr- he. all he needs is a drink in his hand and he could yeah. have been in yeah. like any an old Coward play.
2: But like, listen, maybe he was just succumbing to the pressures of his, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe inside the story, he was like, I have to pretend to date this movie star because...
1: <laughs> right? Again, though, I know I talked about it earlier, but that was one of the reasons why I like Jungle Cruise so much. Because Jungle Cruise took the mummy and then basically flipped it and reversed it. And so instead of having Dwayne the Rock Johnson be the big, strong guy, like, yeah, he's big and strong, but he was the guy with, like, the information who could, like, translate the languages. And, oh gosh, what's her face? Karen Gillan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, the adventure one. It was the adventure girl who was like, oh, we're going on an adventure, or whatever. But then the brother in that one was gay. Like, canonically, mm-hmm. like, they have a conversation about it. And I was like, ah, because it's 2020 now and you can say it. You can say yeah, it. I couldn't say no. it before.
2: Oh, I love that. But
1: like, I How like healing. weirdly, weirdly love Jungle Cruise only because I love the mummy so much. And it's, I'm probably reaching a lot, but it's fine.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't, it doesn't, I haven't seen it, but it, it doesn't sound like you are. Did you see that Sandra Bullock movie that just came out? The
1: Lost City. I did. I did.
2: Okay, well, I didn't see it, but I I was very taken with the preview. Like, I, I really would see it.
1: <laughs> it I'm not going to lie. I, like, any sort of, like, silly adventure movie, like, I'm there in the theater opening night, like, I live for those movies. It was not very good. Oh. The premise is great. The premise of that movie is spectacular, but it's like they start, like, they got a really strong opener, they got a really strong premise, and then it just kind of is like, oh, you tried. You tried so hard. And I was sad. I was sad about how much I didn't yeah, like that movie. Yeah, that's
2: a bummer. Whatever yeah. they put in the preview made me think it was going to be, like, genuinely a, a fun little romp. Yeah. I
1: mean, mm-hmm. it was. it was I would say that it is fun but it's like one of those things where they keep doing that thing where they introduce a really good character where you're like, oh, my God, I desperately want more of this character. And then they're like, nope, no more of that character for you. Here's this other character. And you're like, but I don't care. like, And also not important, but she does spend the entire movie in a bright pink sequin jumpsuit. It's one of those things where it's like the sight gag is funny for the first like three minutes. And then it's just like, oh, my God, like there has to be somebody has a T-shirt somebody has a t-shirt yeah. you can wear <laughs>
2: yeah like you're so itchy right now there's no <laughs> that's way all i could focus on
1: was like because i have a sequin jumpsuit like that and i wear it when i'm performing at conventions because i get it that's the kind of shit you wear on stage and like yeah i was like she'd be so chafed she'd be so chafed she couldn't even get through this jungle i don't even care
2: yeah no i in my childhood uh dance studio i i had to wear sequins a few times and it was like i could barely get through that like two hours with that yeah. it's like it's if I were in the jungle in one of those things, I would, I would yeah, really just, just like lay sweaty. down and let, let the ants take me. Yeah, I'd just be like, no, I'm just gonna float
1: to death in this river. It's
2: fine. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the way people look when they're in distress in the jungle, mm. something we had talked about in this movie, and the, we were <laughs> <Good> like, <segue. laughs> Thank you. We had talked about how everyone in this movie pretty much stays pretty the whole time, it like no matter what is happening movie. to them. They yes. like, like Brendan Fraser, yes. Rachel Vice and Ardith Bay all stay hot. Like Ardith Bay is attacked by mummies. You see him in the next scene, his hair is perfect.
2: Well, so we we were talking about this because we know a teenager who tried to watch Pirates of the- Caribbean. Yeah, I forgot how to say that word for a second. <laughs> I was like, it's not Pirates of the Caribbean. That, no. that would make no sense at all. But her chief complaint with the film was that Keira Knightley's makeup stays good the whole time. Everybody else gets dirty and Keira Knightley stays clean. And I was like, good for the mummy. They both stay hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like they, they both have
0: a, a perfect pouty lip the whole time. Like I think I clocked two cuts on Brendan Fraser the entire time.
1: Yeah, that's like one of those movies where everybody just gets
0: the like shit kicks out of them. But like they all just like jump right back up and they're like, I'm still hot. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a PG-13 rating. You're not allowed to make me look disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just like a lot of like tasteful forehead cuts. That's like basically mm-hmm. all that yeah,
2: just. A- a little bit rugged yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's like
1: that just like oh like you know you can like wipe the blood off your lip and look really cool doing it it's like yeah exactly yeah yeah it's it's an extremely attractive cast of people like just overall like they they cast a lot of very good-looking people in that movie
2: yeah so i so i i'm i'm with you on the two leads but i i really because because you said that i think i i i judged the i don't know like who else who else are we talking about
1: well, okay. So, like, first off, uh, Odette Fair, who played Artif Bay, like, okay, yeah, also, yeah, 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 yeah. I would yeah, just yeah. like to say, aged like fine wine, did Odette Fair. Good lord, <laughs> good lord, Odette Fair. Okay. Well, like, I don't. Jonathan's pretty hot. The guy who runs the museum is like hot in like kind of a zaddy kind of way. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, God, I looked up his name the other day and I can't remember. But the guy who played Benny. Not like conventionally attractive, but like he's been in some stuff where you're like, not bad,
0: buddy, not bad. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got that like John Waters mustache in this movie. That's a little <laughs> bit rough. Yeah, yeah,
2: but I could see, I could see him being having
0: like, you know, like Weasel Chic. And let's not leave out that like regenerated Imhotep. Pretty solid.
1: Yeah, Arnold. Yeah, Boston's sure. A okay. good yeah yeah, Imhotep, yeah, yeah. Anaxu yeah. moon. Oh I'll yeah. I'll say it like Winston. I would I would cuddle Winston. I'm not gonna throw Winston <laughs> out of my bed. And, oh like Winston. I will die on like Winston was the best character in that movie. He, like, yes. shows up midway through the third act for, like, no good goddamn reason just because he's like, oh, no, we need an airplane. Oh, uh, okay. And then it's just like, oh, he's dead now. But, oh, my God, what a good character. What a good character. Yeah,
2: no, I had a great time with Winston. <laughs> I, and I, I, I didn't know, I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, he stepped in that fountain before. That is enough setup for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rare when you get a character that is, like, so distinctly drawn so quickly that he speaks for two sentences and I'm like, oh, I know exactly who this person is
1: right exactly (laughs) and that's like but that's the exact opposite of like artist bay where it's like where is his movie where is the series Mm -hmm. where i want to know every single thought this man has ever had in his life
2: no you're you're so right you're so right and i think that i think someone should be listening to you
1: (laughs) it's listen i have a lot of really good
0: ideas so television producers get at me
2: yeah, yeah. That's I think I think I don't know why they're not.
0: Listen, you live in Atlanta, we live in LA. Between us we is, can find is, some producer. Yeah, I'll some listen, producer
2: if, somewhere. Is if gonna, you like, if, I, like, I think we should hop on that we should write the pilot yeah
1: I am just saying I so this has nothing to do with anything but over on TikTok I was doing a thing where it was called pitching holiday movies until one of them gets made and I stopped because nobody wanted my movies but one one of the ones that I did was I literally just pitched that series and I was like okay and it's it's about like Ardith Bay and Rick O'Connell and I was like and here's the prequel and then here's the sequel and I was like now they're aging now they're aging adventurers and they're like kid has like Alex has to like like and i pitched it i pitched it hard and it was like one of the best ones i ever did and like it was so niche and it blew up like really hard and everybody watched the mummy was like oh my god i was like so it's there (laughs) it's there on my tiktok go find it yeah Yeah. (laughs) now
2: now that i've seen the mummy i definitely will it's possible that that it came up and i was like i do not know what this is about (laughs) it's fine but i was like that's what
1: you do like oh man it's just so good aging adventurers trying to find their place in the world like a buddy cop comedy it'd be great Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) yeah all right so we 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 like to leave our listeners with hard answers
0: yeah and like one thing we want to ask is like who do you think the mummy is for kate
2: yeah i think the movie
1: the 1999 cinematic movie masterpiece the mummy is for people who grew up watching like indiana jones I think it's mm-hmm. for people who love, like, the old classic Hollywood horror films. Um, like, literally, it's called The Mummy. But I also think it's just for people who are looking for a movie that is fun and, and like, lighthearted. But it also just, like, tells a really exciting, goofy, late 90s action-adventure story.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I think that's an excellent summation. If you were teaching classes about cultural literacy, (laughs) what would be the name of a class that would, the mummy would be like an important, like a tentpole of the curriculum?
1: Uh, oh my God. What are you teaching when you're teaching the mummy? Um, I would teach a class. You can have more than
2: one answer. I I never, (laughs) when I have to answer this about stuff, I'm, I, I always give like four different things
1: i've used the mummy in a real college classroom before so i kind of cheated yeah i used to teach so before i was a content uh creator i was going to school for shakespeare and so i was teaching uh at a university and so i i literally used the mummy but i used it to teach like story arc because it's very basic you know it's like plot point a plot point b you know Mm -hmm. like whatever so I used yeah. the mummy because I was like, you guys just want to watch a rad movie and we'll talk about it. Like that's what we did. <laughs> but I would say if I was going to teach a class that I got to design and teach, I would call it comparative bratting, a study of uh burnt out gifted intelligence in Mr. Bratsworth praise Kink. Uh and then feature <laughs> the mummy and all of the Indiana Jones movies and basically everything Catherine Hepburn was ever in. And we would we would trace the the birth and, and uh generative sort of uh, existence
0: of the brat in kink space. Thank you. Okay. That's uh- yeah. Great. So who's <laughs> I love who that is slash are the brats in the want, mummy?
2: Would love, uh, I want to take that
1: e- class. E- Honestly, everybody. I would argue you can make I think you can make a compelling argument that Jonathan and Rick and Evelyn, all in their own ways, are a certain type of brat. And yeah. I will also die on the hill that Indiana Jones is a brat tamer, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna show my ignorance a little bit here, but can you just for a king space? What is a brat and what is a brat tamer? I have oh, an intuitive idea, but I want to make sure I'm so.
1: Right. It's basically now okay. Of course, consent is mandatory and important. It's basically just a a sort of particular brand of a uh, like submissive person who enjoys kind of like talking back or like making the dominant party more like earn their like dominance so it can sometimes mm-hmm. look like you know, like talking back or like being sassy or like a lot of like make me or like oh what are you gonna do about it but of course it's only fun and it's only okay if you're doing that consensually but there mm-hmm. but there's like just big brat energy like all the way down especially with like in indiana jones characters like um like marion and elsa are just oh, like yeah. oh my god like what is like like literally like oh my god so Marion like-
0: in raiders of the lost ark 100 percent Yeah, if you're
1: willing to overlook the absolutely problematic relationship of Indiana Jones and Marion when she was younger, because I still- Yeah.
0: Yeah, don't do the math. It does not math.
1: I just, I can't get over the fact that like one line- pretty much ruins like an entire franchise for me like yes. i was just like god damn like this movie is so good and then he says that and it's just like oh god what are you doing and i hate it but that's what yeah. we have to yeah. deal with because it was the 80s and you could get away with it
0: and both george lucas and steven spielberg looked at that script and went yep no yeah, problem that's not- fine. seems fine
2: seems yeah. fine i'm just like really flashing to like all the all the effort that i put into like being the kind of student that that like was allowed to sass the teacher, yep. <laughs> like that like that was like my main goal in any classroom was to be like I'm gonna be good enough at being a student that I get to be rude to you. That's like my <laughs> main. Motivator, because I I can't just come at you with like like I like I'm not the kid that actually wants to get thrown out of class. Like I want you to like me, but I also don't want to be like I'm not I'm not the like suck up. Like I want to be yeah mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like we're learning stuff about each other. Yeah
2: yeah yeah. A yeah, whole yeah. <laughs> no. bunch of stuff
0: just started making is, sense. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. No, I, <laughs> this is why
2: this is this is why this is what you do. I also in in my sixth grade class there was a kid who was who was better at it than me. Who honestly I I was like just. Imitating for the rest of my scholastic career, um, but he was a boy, which is a natural advantage at that sport. And my sixth grade teacher one time duct taped his mouth shut. Oh, <laughs> yo, what? And it was fucking incredible, man. <laughs> that seems
1: illegal, but also very funny. No, yeah, it,
2: it was great. <laughs> and I know that you that that's it. you couldn't get away with it now, but it it yeah. was great, and it was it was consensual. <laughs> like she like it like I saw her like checking in with him the whole time the tape was descending like (laughs) is this is this what you want like is this why you keep talking because this is what you want and he was like yeah (laughs) oh
0: boy do do it (laughs) I I love those moments in school and I feel like everyone had a couple of them where we were all like everyone in the class looks at each other and is just like we're not going to tell our parents about this this is fine like
2: I'm sure his parents knew about it (laughs) I don't know it was a it was a private arts school we spent half the day making like sculptures out of trash
0: I almost (laughs) said bees for some reason and I was like what is wrong with me that sounds terrible like
2: scavenge like I remember one time one of my teachers just came in with like 10 grocery bags full of zippers that like the zipper factory didn't need and was like you guys (laughs) do this is this is what we're doing today that's amazing that's how I got to be this way.
0: Yeah. I am curious, Kate, did you, and I feel like I know the answer, did you, this is a- Someone get us back on topic, yeah. please. Did you see the Tom Cruise mummy, and what did you think of it?
1: I did. I was aware at the, of the, so, okay, There's a, I have ADHD, so here's a story to answer your question. But so, I dated a guy who's really big into the classic universal horror films, like, super mm-hmm. huge, like, giant fan and so i got really into them because like they're pretty fantastic and the history of them is also really really interesting and sort of studying like how those like old hollywood horror films like really changed the genre and really sort of became the archetype of like every single horror movie ever and i get like Mm -hmm. that i get so turned on by that like i'm like oh yes sociology let's go (laughs) um it's i think it's fascinating like film history is just fascinating to me So when I heard that they were doing a reboot of, like, the Universal franchise, I was like, the fuck they're not. I don't know what this is, but it's gonna be bad. I don't know how I know. I don't know why I know. But you can't reboot. Like, you cannot reboot that and try to make, like, a gritty new version of the Universal horror franchise and not make it just what it was because it was just the mummy. It was just a movie about a mummy. Like, it was very cut (laughs) and very dry. And then they were like, but what if instead? I was like, oh my god. And so I hated and I sat in the theater just like like white knuckling the theater seat just being like, this is terrible, but I have to see it so I know how bad it is. And I was like, it
0: was one of the worst movies that I've seen in like a while. That's and- how I
2: felt in Into the Woods.
0: I was going to say that's how I felt with the Robert Zemeckis Beowulf.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. we know what's important to all of us. <laughs> yeah, There's bad movies and then there's movies that are like destroying something that you, that are bad and like stealing from something that's important to you yeah
0: exactly yeah the reason i asked about it was one because i wanted to know if you thought it was bad and something like did and two i read somewhere today that tom cruise was initially offered the role of rick o'connell in the 1999 mummy oh and no on. and i was like oh thank oh, god yeah that would have been not a good movie no 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 because no, no, no. like I think Tom Cruise just takes himself way too seriously. Like, I don't think he- No, it wouldn't have been
2: any fun at all. No, No.
0: like, I've only ever seen him in one straight comedy. And even then, he was apparently, like, insufferable to be on set with because he didn't see it as a joke. He, like, (laughs) took it as serious. I'm talking about Tropic Thunder when he plays, like, Scott Rudin, basically, in Tropic Thunder. And everyone's like, yeah, he was in character the whole time. And was really unpleasant to be yeah, around. Yeah, it just
2: wouldn't have had any of the like. Okay, I didn't even clock the butt grab that you described, but like that's he's always like that on screen. He's always he's always like about to like maybe grab a butt and then be like, oh no, like Brendan Fraser is. Yeah, and I and that's that's like so important to the the uh, success of that character. I feel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that movie. The reason why I think that movie works is because it understands that it's camp like it's like like, situations in which the characters find themselves are they're taking it seriously because like you know the world's gonna end but it's also just like there's a cat there's like that kind of like heart it's got like a real heart to it in a way mm-hmm. that I yes. think, like, like that was one of the things that I like. I think was missing from the Tom Cruise mummy. Very different movie, very different plot. But it was like, that movie was like, we have to be gritty and serious. And it's a serious movie about serious mummy stuff. And it's just like, nah, dude, like, throw a <laughs> yeah. cat at a mummy and see what happens. Yeah, 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 that
2: cat moment would not have worked with Tom Cruise at all. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think the, the heart of it, it would have, yeah. Yeah that's a, a much it faster was way of saying
0: it the cat moment with the mummy was very like i have an army we have a hulk just like i'm a mummy well i have a cat <laughs> these are equivalent
2: yeah yeah i liked that cat cameo a lot
0: well also we're a cat house so yeah that makes sense is there anything else we want to discuss on the 1999 cinematic masterpiece the mummy i
1: yeah, feel I as though we have had a lovely conversation <laughs> Yeah, As
2: yeah, I. I feel like this has been very productive. Yeah.
0: And honestly, <laughs> I feel like it really helped me like assimilate the mummy into my own cultural knowledge because like coming in, we were like, okay, it was fun, but like what more is there to it? And you were able to be like, There is so much more. So yeah. There is so much more, which is what I always love. Like I love deep lore. Yeah, or I was like,
2: I was like, I had fun, but I don't know if I would tell people that they have to see it. And now, but I came in with an open heart and now I, I, I feel that I would. Yeah, now I'm that. like, oh, you,
0: you gotta, you gotta. It's a really good indicator of taste if someone yes. likes the mummy. Yes,
2: well, I'm always looking for things like that that are like, that are like, did you see, but did you see what it was under the silliness? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, did you write it off because it was silly or are you a person that can process that something can be both silly and important at the same time? That's yes. a great way to filter people
0: out of your life. Yeah, and it is a thing that we talk about on this show all the time.
2: Yeah. I do that,
1: my three for that. My three, I have three. And if you say yes to all three, then I know we can be friends. It's okay. the mummy galaxy quest and shakespeare in love if you have seen those three movies and you like those three movies we were probably enough of like cool people to where we can like hang out but Mm -hmm. i met a couple people who didn't like galaxy quest and i will like i don't even care i said what i said if you don't like galaxy trust i don't i don't trust you i don't trust you no i don't either i I
2: think that's i haven't seen shakespeare in love since i was a a young shakespeare nerd but (laughs) i i i left i i kinda i kinda left the my 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 shakespeare phase (laughs) i left it but galaxy quest we recently rewatched and it's super so it's holds up so well it was everything I remembered
1: do you know that I can't remember if it was David Mamet or Tom Stoppard I don't remember which one but one of them said that there have been three perfect movies ever made and it was Citizen Kane (laughs) the Godfather and Galaxy Quest
0: I hope that's Tom Stoppard because yeah, that feels I like something he would say. I, yeah, I,
2: I, don't I, I don't want it to be David Mamet. <laughs> yeah, he. Did. I don't Mamet think sucks. David Mamet. I don't think he would say no. It has. Oh
1: I think it's Tom Stoppard. I feel like it's at. It's the quote is. I just remember the quote. It's at the beginning of like the Galaxy Quest documentary. It's like the the quote from whoever said it. I just remember reading the quote, but I don't remember who said it.
2: My test strip that I generally use is Kesha. The music of Kesha. Yes. <laughs> like if you thought that that was just silliness then uh, it, I don't know it's getting harder and harder as we get farther from like her radio dominance but for a while that was like like if you had a if you had a problem with her you had a problem with me
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like mine is I know it's cliche but I usually use the princess bride like if someone's like okay. you know oh what? yeah we sucked I'm like get out
2: no you're allowed to come here
0: and say that yeah but like you come into my house mm <laughs>
2: Well, and it's like, you're always allowed to be like, listen, it wasn't my favorite. I don't, it's not my, like, I didn't, it's not my, it's not my gym jam. But if you come at me with like, that thing is stupid, Mm -hmm. then I know you're just not a perceptive person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like when people say Taylor Swift is a bad songwriter. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. What? (laughs) And that's a
0: new opinion. So Kate, where can people find you on all the socials? Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh gosh!
1: Uh, sure. Um, well, you can find me on all the socials. Uh, as Katieosaurus. I'm on YouTube and TikTok and Twitch and Instagram and the other one, Twitter. Uh, also <laughs> yes. I have a website. It's katieosaurus.com. If you want to check out all my projects. And I play a lot of D i do a lot of podcasts. Uh, and you should listen to mine. It's called Katie and Eric's Infinite Quest. Uh, we talk about life with uh neurodivergency and depression and just kind of navigating life as neurodivergent adults. And that's all the stuff that I can think of right now. But follow me on my socials and keep up with my adventures like rick yeah. and evelyn from the 1999 <laughs> cinematic movie masterpiece the mummy
2: yes well we definitely will yeah um, and
0: do on a lot yeah, of socials yeah, yeah, yeah. already <laughs> um, so for the show if you want to follow me you can follow me at anxious on twitter and tiktok the show is at sophisticate pod
2: yeah, I'm at Trash Analysis on uh, TikTok, and that's the only one that I do.
0: And we will be back next time with more. Kate, thank you so much for being on. This was really, really yeah, fun. Yeah, I had a
1: ton of oh, fun. Oh, thanks thank for you. having me. I'm, I'm so excited to not talk about ADHD for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we didn't, but we uh, did. We employed we did. it, it was to we, great we, effect. Yeah, yes. All three we, of us.
1: We
0: just utilized, we harnessed the power of our ADHD. It was a, yes. It was
2: <laughs> yes. the subtext.
0: Yes. All right, everyone. Well, that about wraps it up for us on I'm a Sophisticate and So Can You. Good night and good luck.
2: I'm Adam Wainwright. And I'm Ed Kennard. And we're the hosts of The Greatest
0: Song Ever Sung Poorly, the podcast that takes karaoke exactly as seriously as it should be taken. No interview was complete without our quick fire game where we ask everyone the same five questions, culminating in the most important question we could ever ask. If you could magically strike one song from every karaoke playlist forever, which song would you choose?
2: Don't Stop believin'.
0: Oh, Ice Ice Baby. Great, just cause that song needs to be destroyed for all time.
2: Easy Lover by Phil Collins.
0: I think Picture. Picture is just a song of love and heartbreak uh and it just it ruins nights i was to say sweet caroline probably my heart
2: will go on by celine Dion.
1: only one only one um can i can i pick one band so
2: hey if you love karaoke have sang karaoke been in a place where karaoke was happening or are vaguely
0: aware that something called karaoke exists come hang out with us all episodes and info are available at sungpoorly.com and remember that singing off key
1: is still technically singing